everyone, and welcome to Travel with K&D, a podcast where we help you plan your Disney or Universal vacation. My name is Crystal. And I'm Drew. And today we're on episode 18, and we're going to talk a little bit about Disney versus Universal. We've kind of been... Showdown. Showdown. Yeah, we've kind of been hitting at it a couple episodes. Really, there are some things that Universal does really, really well. Some things that Disney does really, really well. Um, We're going to kind of walk through some of those differences, and I mean, really, there's a lot of stuff that we wish that one would implement from the other. Yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, too, like anything, this is, of course, completely subjective. You might feel differently, and uh, you know, than we do, and that's the great thing about uh, theme parks and stuff, is, you know, everybody has different opinions about what they like and what they don't like, and you know, the, uh, the battle between Disney and Universal and, you know, which reigns supreme will always be talked about in a topic of uh, discussion. For the foreseeable future. Right, of and e- any of these items doesn't necessarily mean that one park's better than the other two. I still love both parks. Oh, I, for sure. They're both really great places to visit and to go, and I think a lot of that just really depends on your interests and your family, you know, ages and things like that. Yeah, so exactly. All right, so uh, kind of getting into, we're going to kind of split this off into sections. So really, I guess the beginning is kind of like everything that leads up to getting in the parks and, and your planning and things like that. So one of the big things that stands out for a difference between them is their apps. Disney's app seems a lot more user-friendly than what Universal's does for me. I mean, everything, all the info that I really need for the park can be found in the app for Disney, and, and Universal's just isn't as user-friendly for me. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, kind of going along with that is the digital tickets with Disney. Now with Universal, especially if you have an annual pass, you can add those onto their app, but you have to have the physical paper ticket first and then you can scan it and add it. Whereas with Disney, you can have it digital from the moment you purchase tickets and you have magic bands and Apple watch and it on your phone and everything. So it just makes it easier to not have something to get lost. Yeah. And I always get, I always, that for me, it amounts to a, to a peace of mind mm-hmm. for me. You know, I think there's, there's a lot more peace of mind going into Disney. Uh, it's there, you know, if for some reason, you know, it falls out of your Apple or your, you know, Samsung wallet or whatever, like it's still in your inbox at the end of the day. If it falls out of your, if the paper ticket falls out of your wallet, you know, you're kind of screwed and you have to go to get services and like all this other junk. So it just, I don't know. It, it's a little more peace of mind for me and a little more, you know, user friendly to Crystal's point for sure. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, you want to talk about DASPASS? Because I yeah. know you've kind of had an experience with the Universal's end of that a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Like a Universal's paper version that, you know, you know, fell out of my pocket to the e- point that I just made. Exactly. <laughs> I don't have PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, I mean, okay, yeah, let, let's let's talk about that. Obviously, you know, with, with Nolan and, uh, you know, everything that's going on with him, uh, we, we qualify for a, for a DAS pass or a DAS pass. And um and Universal's system as well, which I don't remember what Universal's system Yeah, there's is like a attraction assistance pass. Yeah, something like that. Um at any rate though, Disney is completely one hundred percent digital, which I absolutely love. Um it's really, really simple. You know, you you, you register for it upon entry to the park. Uh they link it to uh whoever uh qualifies for the DAS pass, their ticket. So they have to go up to the gate, you know, or the, the attraction uh, entrance or height stick. And uh, they, you know, they ask for the DAS pass. And it's cool with Nolan because it makes him feel included. Like he's kind of our, our gatekeeper to get onto the, uh, to get on the ride, so to speak. And he loves that. He buys into that. 
and uh you know, and we can't these... do that as much with him with universal with it being paper right. because we're afraid of him losing it yeah so i mean that's yeah that's the thing with 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 uh you know so yeah disney's is completely digital it links to the magic band links to your watch etc um you did uh, universals you still you register upon entry into the park at guest services however they give you it's kind of like an, a paper it's the equivalent of a paper map basically and um it's it's completely analog you you go, still go up the height stick and you ask for a return time but the uh the per you know the, the attendant you know writes down the return time and they you know initial it number your, your party and things like that and if you're getting in and out of rides and you're getting in and out you know you're getting stuff out of your pockets like your wallet and things like that inevitably that opens you up to uh, a catastrophic failure of losing this paper booklet that is your you know your your thing case in point i lost our paper booklet when we were at universal um i had to uh yeah i was, I was shuffling to get out uh, you know out of my seat um on uh gringotts or whatever i'm pretty sure that's where it fell out but you know trying to uh you know, trying to find it to, to go to our i was going to go to the next attraction and get one started and then i couldn't find the darn thing so i'm freaking out trying to find it i had to go to guest services fortunately there was one over by men in black but uh the guy who was working there was a was a really chatty guy and he was the only person working there and i think i waited in line for about 45 minutes yeah. just to get the replacement one i mean it was to the point where i could have realistically walked to the front of the park and gone back and probably would have been able to get it done faster so i mean it's kind of the luck of the draw, but I, I never, you know, there, there's still those issues that I, I don't really like. Yeah, which one, is where that digital really, really makes it. Yeah. The one thing that I do think is cool about Universal is if the wait time is under thir- it's either 30 minutes or 20 minutes. I can't remember off the top of my head. If the wait time is under, the posted wait time is under 30 minutes or 20 minutes, one or the other. I don't remember which one it is. Like I said, they'll let you just, you just queue. You just get right in the line. I thought that was really, really cool um they just say okay cool go on ahead so if you can you know time it right um you know you don't have to do the whole return time thing which i thought was pretty cool so that's that's kind of what's going on there uh transportation options are next up um we we kind of did the tip of the uh tip of the hat to disney on this one uh just because they have the, the a variety of different transportation options all to do the same thing that being said universal is really really close um yeah, everything's in like close, close, that, close, close proximity, proximity to each go. other, so they really don't need that wide variety of transportation like right. Disney does because Disney is so spread out. Right. But Universal does have buses. Yeah, they do for sure, and you know you can get around and things like that, you know, relatively easily. Um, Disney just has the extra ones, which are kind of cool. So it's yeah. kind of you know, eh, Disney. As far as the 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 functionality of them goes, it's probably it's probably a toss up. Um. As far as being kid-friendly, um, Disney is definitely young kid-friendlier than Universal. Um, obviously, everything Disney, for the most part, like it, it, some like young kids are included in some way, shape, or form. Right. Universal, they only they only have like the like the young kids area in um, yeah they in have the like, original park. Yeah, They've they have Dr. the Dr. Seuss. Yeah, in in, in Islands of Adventure, and but, they do um, have like the Pterodon Flyers, but that's not like for little little kids yeah but yeah universal is definitely more geared to you know the older kids seven eight and yeah. up yeah yeah, yeah. so we you know it, it just kind of depends like we were alluding to at the start of this right it just depends on you know 
the age bracket that your family falls into and what you're looking to accomplish, right? Universal is definitely the mecca for thrill rides and extreme and fun and crazy. Um, You know, Disney doesn't have a whole lot of thrill rides. Um, If you're a huge coaster fanatic, Universal's the park for you, and I will I will die on that mountain. Oh, no, like, for I sure. Love, I, I mean, they definitely have way more than what Disney does. Yeah. You know, and of course, you know, if you got a five-year-old who absolutely loves Harry Potter, well, then Universal's a great place to take them, yeah. you know. But, you know, a lot of the kids at that age is Mickey Mouse and, you know, things like that. So, right. you know, that's kind of where that pulls in. Why don't you talk about uh, Universal Family Suites? Yeah, so here's one of the the things, and ironically enough, after I became a travel agent, we looked more and more into Universal's Family Suites, you know, just with my training and everything, because usually whenever we'd go down, we either, one, stayed at Disney, or two, stayed with family that's in the area. So we hadn't stayed at Universal Resorts before that point, but their Family Suites blow Disney's out of the water. I mean, they're, they're amazing. They're separate bedrooms for the kids. They even, um, we just recently booked a two bedroom suite that's in the lowest tier of hotels at Universal. Mm. You go to the lowest tier at Disney and you are not getting a two bedroom suite. Actually, the only two bedroom suites that Disney really has outside of Art of Animation's, um, family suites, which they're not even really two bedroom. They do have two bathrooms. Is if you get into the villas, and those are usually DVC and harder to get into. Right. So, really, as far as like families and larger groups are concerned, in their hotels, Universal has an edge. Yeah. And their layouts, and they still allow privacy. As a matter of fact, we had a friend that was going to go with us when we were going down in September, and he was going to have his own room and still yep. be in the same hotel room, just same his room own space. Number, he just has his own area that's separated and private and all that. Right. You know, so it's, it's really nice that they can incorporate that, you know, for their parks, not, you know, quote unquote, being as young kid friendly, their hotels are. Their hotels sure as heck are. Yeah, absolutely. Which is really cool. So, um, okay. So let's kind of go on to like, while you're in the parks, of course, both of them are amazing at their merchandising. Of course. <laughs> There's no debate there. If you doesn't matter what you want. If the kids want a toy, if you want a sweatshirt, if you want a coffee mug, whatever it is, they have it. Yeah. And they usually have a quite a big variety. Yeah. I mean, it really, again, it just kind of goes to your personal preference, right? Like Disney, of course, they've got everything for, you know, the Fab Five characters. Uh, and it really depends on what your favorite characters are in terms of if they're going to have, you know, if they're going to have something for you, right? Um, the one thing that, you know, Universal does really, really well, and, and it's kind of a double-edged sword for me, is they, you know, they have everything that covers their current IPs, but they've got a lot of, um, you know, throwback merchandise as well. I mean, their, their, uh, their tribute store right now is full of Jaws, Back to the Future, uh, Jurassic Park, right? Yeah, you and have a list from stalking TikTok that's probably yeah, a mile long. Of everything that I want that's Jaws, because <laughs> they've got just killer stuff, no pun intended. Um, the double-edged sword for me is, like, I don't know, it's the, the cynic in me that looks at it and like, oh, okay. So, yeah, they can, you know, make a bunch of merchandise out the rear end, but the ride wasn't good enough for them. Ho, 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 you know. But, I mean, that's just me. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, it, it, it's, that's cool. And, and, and in the... Uh, in the City Walk area, they've got two different Universal, you know, stores. They've got the current generation 
uh, when you're walking into the right, but also, you know, from the parking garages into the left is kind of their heritage store, uh, which is really, really cool. And I would encourage everybody to check that out because they've got like old park props and things like that from the old rides. And that's where all like the old, you know, older generation stuff is like Kong and uh, Jurassic Park, or um, not Jurassic, well, not Jurassic Park, but uh, I'm sorry, Jaws and, uh, you know, everything else that's that's there that once was like Back to the Future and, and Beetlejuice and stuff like that. Um, well, I guess yeah, kind of going forward Go is <laughs> really going from land to land, like each both parks or both <laughs> resorts have a variety of different lands that are themed through them, whether you're in Universal and have Harry Potter and Jurassic Park or you're at Disney, you know, Magic Kingdom is a great example with their different lands that go through. Disney does a better job to me of that smooth transition from land to land. Whereas, you know, you leave Hogwarts Castle and there's just the Jurassic Park gate. It's a hard line. You're now in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um, Which is not necessarily good, bad, whatever. Either way, Disney kind of like slowly pulls you through different lands Mm -hmm. and has little things that help you transition. Um, Where Universal, it's kind of like walking from one soundstage to another. You're here, now you're here. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it, yeah. Um, But yeah, so um, special events. You love their special events. Yeah, so uh, I'm a huge, huge fan of Disney uh, and Universal's special events. Um, That being said, I do think that the edge here goes to Disney, um, just with all the extra stuff that they have built in there, right? You've got uh food and wine and you've got flower and garden and all that awesome stuff so i mean that's just my personal preference they're um, really so like think, all park encompassing yeah like I mean, when they yeah. kind of do it yeah and they they, they definitely are like all in all across the park when they do it um you know especially with like their their christmas event and their halloween event and things like that now of course i said halloween you know universal has halloween horror nights you know so they go all in with halloween horror nights for sure and Mardi but, Gras um, as well. I mean, Mardi yeah, Gras is another well, big one yeah. for Universal that yeah. Disney doesn't really have anything like Mardi Gras. Right. And um, really, I mean, the Horror Nights, that's really a big preference. Do you have kids that like haunted houses or, you know, just going with adults? Right. Or are you going with young kids? You know, us, for instance, when we go down, you're really excited to go to Horror Nights. Our son is not to that level. Right. You know, so the Mickey's Halloween party is much more his speed. So, I mean, really that's down to a preference. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So I think, um, next up for me is, uh, Disney staff trying to find the eloquent way of putting this. Uh, Disney staff is almost always like in character on or in, in character on set. However you want to say, um, they're always, whether they're sweeping up the sidewalk or collecting trash or they're directing you to, you know, around the parade route or whatever, like they're always in customer service mode. Um, It's, I, I can't think of a time ever when I've had a bad experience with a Disney employee uh, where they had an attitude or they just weren't, you know, they were, you know, everybody has a bad day. Um, but for whatever reason, maybe we've just been lucky. I don't know that I've ever met a Disney person who's having a bad day. I mean, we even had somebody Uh, tell us that they just encountered a rude, you know, Disney employee. And we even sat there and wondered how that person interacted with the employee to begin with for them to get to that point. And of course, like you said, people have a bad day. I'm sure there are, you know, cast members at Disney that just are off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 
am I saying the universal employees are all jerks and like they hate their job? Absolutely not. Uh, you know, I've, I've met countless awesome universal employees too. Um, for me, I just, I feel like, you know, I have met a couple like, yeah, we've had a a few few that have kind of blown off the question or kind of gave like the really short answer as it was kind of like an almost inconvenience, but they were kind of there for the day. Yeah. And like you said, maybe we were just lucky we haven't run into the ones at Disney. Right. But I've also had some awesome universal. Oh yeah. We've had some absolutely amazing. we We were three quarters of the way through. Uh, the queue at Kong and Nolan all of a sudden had to go to the bathroom. So I was like, Hey, like, you know, we took him out of the queue and ran to the bathroom and, you know, talked to the Heights guy on the way. And he was like, Oh yeah, cool. Just go. We'll talk when you get back. And we got back and he was like, Hey, and he, you know, said, no, no worries. Like just go. He, he walked us up through the exit and we waited at loading until you guys caught up with us, which was yeah. really cool. I mean, there's, there's some amazing, amazing staff at both locations Absolutely. that I'm sure do not get paid well enough. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, for all the stuff that, and the uh, the Karens they have to put up with. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, uh, everybody uh, at both parks that's in a uh, customer-facing uh, situation could be uh, could use a couple dollar around, uh, yeah, dollar raise. Yeah, for sure. sure. All right, go ahead uh, with the next topic, sweetheart. Um, yeah, so another thing that's big to me is Disney is really, really good at bringing in other cultures. <laughs> I mean, again, they have Epcot to do that. I mean, yeah. and Animal Kingdom, to an extent, they bring in like a lot of... Um, uh, like the Himalayas and, yeah. and Africa and, you know, Epcot has all the, the world showcase. So, of course, you're going to bring in the different cultures. So, I mean, really, they have an entire park for it. And they do bring in a lot of educational aspects, which I get. It's vacation. <laughs> People don't want to learn while they're on vacation. But I think it's really cool how they incorporate all these different educational things without it feeling like you're in school. Um, and Universal's... More of just be in the movies and have fun, which is still great. Yeah. I mean, that's that's still amazing because you're on vacation. You want right. to have fun. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So next up for me, I think uh, Disney has more shortcuts built into the walkways and around, you know, the hub and spoke model of the park and things like that. Uh, you know, there's a couple different pass throughs that you can get from one land. Uh, to another instead of walking around the perimeter and things like that that are kind of hidden but not you know in like the restroom areas kind of by Adventureland and you can jump in jump into uh, you know right there in Frontierland uh, which is really really cool. Yeah, Epcot um, was a big example of that when they've started to do all the construction all those shortcuts kind of went yeah. away and a lot of people then realize like now I have to go all the way around. Yeah, exactly for sure. Um, I mean that being said Universal has a really really nice layout and it's really easy to navigate as well. Uh, I mean, there's a few, there's a few spots that you can kind of like, you know, rat in a maze a little bit, uh, if you're not really familiar with the layout in the original park, but, um, overall, I mean, either, either, either one is really, really easy to navigate. I just think there's a couple more shortcuts built in at Disney. Um, Universal has some really, really cool extras that are free that are, you know, kind of built in. Obviously Disney has, you know, Disney magic and, you know, what do they call it? Fairy dust or whatever. Pixie they, dust. Pixie dust that they uh, provide every once in a while. But uh, Universal has some really, really killer behind-the-scenes tours that are no cost. Um, you just have to know, like, who to ask for what experience and kind of like the keywords to use. So it's kind of like a – they're kind of like a little Easter eggs. Uh, we talked about it a little bit in the uh, previous episode. We'll talk about it more in future episodes. But, um, you know, tip of the hat to Universal for that. Uh, Disney doesn't really have anything behind the scenes, 
that doesn't cost a tremendous amount of money. Yeah, I mean, the Disney behind-the-scenes tours that they offer, unfortunately, we haven't done them yet, but I right. have heard absolutely amazing things about them, and they are on the list to do. We've just, one, you know, our time kind of ran out and we had a kid, so, you know, we didn't want to ruin the magic by going behind the scenes with him, so we're kind of waiting until he's a little older for some of those. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, they're they're pricey. And it's usually like an all-day thing where these ones for Universal is 30 minutes yeah, out of your, like a, you know, a it's a quick little thing. Quick little thing, yeah, for sure. Um, For me, this next one, I, I just kind of, it's just, I, I enjoy it. I think Universal is, is, it's cool going to Universal because they're more, they're, they're, there's a lot more self-awareness. Uh, they, may, they take little jabs at Disney here and there. There's little Easter eggs built into... Uh, some of their rides that kind of, you know, do the little nod to, you know, the the theme park wars, if you will. And uh, they're even starting to get into it, not get into it, but uh, engage with SeaWorld as well, which is right down the street. Uh, I've met both uh, social media teams for SeaWorld and Universal Orlando, both awesome teams. Hats off to them. They do a killer job. And, um, you know, I, I love the how universal engages on social media as well tip of the hat to that team uh i mean the whole churro stand thing with with velocicoaster still gets me Um, yeah they seem to have a lot more fun with their social media and are you know they're they're cheeky about it disney's disney's disney but i mean that's also how you become disney so that's well right yeah yeah. you know universal has that atmosphere about them that they can do that where disney kind of doesn't be a little more irreverent and and all that stuff. I think yeah. it would raise a few eyebrows if Disney started doing that because that's just outside of Disney's right. MO. That's not, you yeah. know, that's just not their culture. But yeah, um, kind of going in with it, Disney parades. Now, I know Universal did have like the Marvel Superhero Parade, which I believe they recently ended. Um, and they do they do like the Christmas, like the Macy's Parade. Yeah, they have the that. Macy's Parade, which is still really cool because all the balloons that are in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade actually come down to Universal Orlando. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um, but as a whole, Disney has their parades and their cavalcades and things like that that are just... The cavalcades I personally love more than the regular parades outside of the Main Street Electrical Parade. And I don't think that's back at Disney World yet. I, I think it so. came back at Disneyland. Yeah. I love that parade. It's my favorite parade of all time. Um, but I love the cavalcades because yeah. they're short, quick. You're not saying, oh... We got an hour until this parade. We should go find a spot. Right. You know, let's go through and do all this. It's a real quick, I mean, the number of times when we're down there and yeah. we're like, oh, hey, there's a, you know, a if short you, yeah, parade it's, coming it's, through. It's, it's the pop-up. It's unannounced. If you catch it, you catch it. If not, then, right. you know, better luck next time. It was time. great. Ex- cool. Especially with an ADHD child, it was real easy. Hey, we're just going to stand here for 15 minutes, yeah, if and, that. And, and the great thing is, like, you, you stand there, maybe, like, you, you start standing there because you see the cavalcade coming up. Right. As opposed to, like, you're a bunch of cattle and you're standing behind a, ch- a, a tape line for an hour waiting for the, you know, the fireworks to start or the parade to start or whatever. Um, it, it's definitely a heck of a lot easier for no one. Absolutely. Because he can see them coming and, like, hey, they're right there. They'll be here in a couple minutes. Okay, cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I really, I like how Disney's parades and everything, you know, kind of go versus Universal. Yes. Uh, food. Oh. 
both have amazing food. That is no question on here. They yeah. they they have very different food between the two, but they are both amazing. <laughs> both have kid friendly options. If your kids like yep. pizza or chicken tenders, you are good pretty much anywhere <laughs> you go. The two main food groups at Disney and Universal. Right. Yeah. So you know it's it's easy enough. I mean, whenever we take you know friends of ours somewhere new, that's usually the first question that it is, and it works with Disney yep. and all that. Hey, we got picky eaters. Yeah. No, you're good. Kids are good. Yeah. Not an issue. Um. But Disney, to me, I feel like they have more options, um, more healthier options. And maybe we just haven't noticed them at Universal. Because, um, I mean, Disney's got food everywhere. Yeah. Um, Universal's more selective on their food. And I know in Springfield they do have, you know, some healthier options that are mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. Um, And we'll talk about one of the big healthy things that Universal does that they have a leg up with Disney here in just a couple points. But the mobile ordering, and this kind of goes back to the app with Disney, is superior than Universal to Mm -hmm. me. Because we can order our food before we get on a ride, and it's ready to go. We don't have to stand in line and wait. It's just go pick it up and find a seat, and we're good to go. So it kind of keeps our day moving a little easier. Yeah. And uh, speaking of finding a seat and moving about your day, um, when it comes to quick service and you know, ordering, finding your own seat, things like that. Uh, the edge definitely goes to Universal Studios here. We absolutely love how they handle their quick service seating um, at absolutely. Universal's dining options. So, for for example, um, you know, you go to Disney, you go to Pecos Bill's Tall Tale, you know, in Tavern, whatever it's called, right? You go to Pecos Bill's. We just call it Pecos Bill's. You go to Pecos Bill's, you order... And, uh, you know, you're, you wa- you can walk around for a long period of time. Yeah, the last time we were waiting. in there, we showed that we had a mobile order ready to pick up, you know, on our phone to be able to get into the building. Drew went to go grab our food. I took Nolan to go find a seat. And, and you still look, were looking for a seat and still were looking we, for a seat. We compromised yeah. on a, okay, there are two stools shoved in a corner over here. Nolan can just sit on one of our laps, even as a... At that point, eight-year-old who's, you know, 50 pounds or however much he weighs. I don't know. At that point, he felt like he was 300 pounds. <laughs> you know. But, I mean, the, 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 the issue that it leads into is you've, you've got people that kind of squat at tables waiting for their significant other or their family to wait in line, get their food and all that stuff. So, I mean, they could be sitting, you know, they're taking up a table and you're standing there. Your food's getting cold. Your stuff's getting heavy. Your kids are hungry. They're starting to break down. You're ready to scream. But the great thing about Universal is they don't allow you to do that. You can't enter the dining area unless you're with your group and you're holding food, which is awesome. Every table is closed. Every table is reserved. They're all they're, wiped off. They're all wiped off. They're ready to go. Universal staff waits for you. After you get your food and you walk up and you're like, hey, I've got five, I've got four, I've got three, whatever. And then they call ahead to somebody, they wave you down to that person, and they walk you to a table that's been freshly cleaned off. The table's, you know, it's clean, the chairs are clean, there's no trash around. And that table's been, it's, it's, it was reserved, it's ready to go for you. And you can sit down, your food's still piping hot, you're ready to go. Uh, there's just no muss, there's no fuss, it's just, you're, you're in and you're done, it's awesome absolutely love it yeah I, I wish disney would find some way of enforcing yeah that i mean they've helped better. they've helped that a little bit where you now have to show that you have a mobile order right. ready to pick up to go in right. so that definitely helps but the way that universal handles you know quote unquote reserved seating 
is really, really nice on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So we're going to run a little long on this episode here. So just bear with us guys on here. Um, refillable mugs. This is the other thing that is like the, you know, that healthy oh, yeah. thing that I really talked about is Universal offers refillable mugs through their parks. Um, it goes with the Coke Freestyle machine. Yep. You pay for it for the day. You get free refills all day if you bring your cup back later or in the season days. or yeah. multiple days. Um, it's a you know smaller fee than to reactivate your cup. Yeah, just don't put them in the dishwasher because yeah, you know their like, chips don't like yeah, them. It just has a little RFID chip at the base of it that they can program for however many days. And the more cups you buy, the cheaper the cups, which is pretty cool. Right, and that it does include ices. It yeah. includes anything through their freestyle. So that makes getting drinks a whole lot easier going through. And you can bring your own refillable cup in and just go to the Coke Freestyle and get water. Yeah. Um, you don't have to have the specialty cup to do that. Yep. So water is a lot more accessible. Now Disney does offer where you can go up to anywhere that has fountain drinks and request free ice water. It's usually in like small paper cups That's, and you're trying to yeah. balance quite a few of them, which is really still nice that they do that. It's I'm not taking that away at all. Right. For sure. It's not. Yeah. It's wonderful. They provide it. Uh, the, the only issue is like, I'm a big guy. I'm thir- I get thirsty. Um, it's no fault of theirs, but like sometimes I just want a big cup of ice water and they give you a small, like little 12 ounce. Right. Water you know, so we're ordering and... like six cups of waters to put in our water bottles, <laughs> right? Exactly. you know, so that we can keep moving and our kid can have <laughs> drinks and things yeah. like that. Well, I mean, Disney does have the refillable cups when you're at the resorts, but they don't yeah. have it implemented into the park. And if Disney implements nothing else from universal, I wish they would implement that. Yeah, and they have the technology. So bringing being able to bring in that refillable cup into into the, the parks, parks. I mean, you, you sell more at the at the resort. You know, when you can advertise. I mean, look at the popcorn Coke buckets. Too. How they go over. How yeah. much do you think people would pay for a souvenir yeah. cup like that? Yeah. I mean, Good they'd... God, if they made a figment one, it'd sell for three hundred dollars on eBay, like the damn popcorn bucket does. Right? Good lord. Okay, right. moving on. More food. Your yeah, favorite. Well, yeah. Uh, how, 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 why is it the fat guy that talks about the food the entire episode? Because you're the foodie. You said food, and I was like, you're not going to say it. <laughs> you're the you're foodie. You're not going to say it. All right. Um, iconic snacks. I think Disney wins this hands down. I mean, you can't not think about Mickey pretzels or Mickey waffles. They have a lounge fly for Mickey waffles for crying out loud. Yeah, exactly. Turkey legs, uh, Dole whip for crying out loud. There's 160 different types of Dole whip. I'm not sure a turkey leg should be considered an iconic snack. That's like a heart attack waiting to happen. Well, whatever. Don't don't (laughs) judge the emu leg. But I mean, I just don't think that Disney has those iconic snack items or those food items that you're like, oh my God, it's synonymous Outside of Butterbeer. Disney. Outside of Butterbeer. But Universal. I mean, that's, yeah. They're Universal. I'm sorry. I said Disney. Yeah. Outside of Butterbeer, which, let's be real, like, that wouldn't have been a thing until Harry Potter took over Universal Studios. Right. But, I mean, it's just, it was just not a thing. Like, if you went to a person and you were like, hey, think of, what what's an iconic Universal Studios food staple? They might, you know, they'll, they'll say Butterbeer. But you say that to somebody about Disney. And You'll get a list. It's going to be a list, man. I mean, you could comment, you know, on social media, you know, at, you know, travel with KND. You, you'll probably think of a list of 15 or 20 things for, for Disney, right? But, I mean, it, you just don't have that at Universal, in my opinion. So, oh, I'm not going to talk about this food item. Talk about this food topic, Crystal. Uh, character dining. <laughs> I mean, Disney has more characters because it's Disney and all of their different things that they have walking around. Universal has a few here and there. 
But really, the character dining really hits with Disney. And usually when we do a table service dining at Disney, we usually look for something that's got that little extra. And character dining is a big thing. Um, you know, because then our son doesn't feel like, well, we just sat down for dinner and great, now I'm missing out on all of this stuff. Where he gets characters. And then it saves us, honestly, from waiting in long lines to wait for the characters because yeah. he just got to see him at dinner. So it's kind of a win-win for all of us. Um. But yeah, character dining is really superior for me at yeah. Disney versus Universal. But then again, I mean, Universal just kind of doesn't have that atmosphere to it either. So, All right, well, let's talk about rides. So um, for me, I think both have their kind of like own, like not specialties, but like staples, if you will, for ride systems. Disney, you've got the boat that floats around in a trough, and it's a water ride. Um, Universal has a lot of, you know, fly around in a car or a cart or, you know, ride vehicle, and you park in front of a screen, and then you whip around a little more, and you park in front of another screen. So, I mean, for me, I think I, I think Disney has more different ride systems but, I mean, the more as I'm talking through it, it might be a toss-up now because, I mean, there's different – you've got the, the – I mean, Universal's got the drop tower. Well, yeah. so, does so does Disney. Uh, but Universal has different, you know, ride systems in terms of different coaster manufacturers and different types of coasters. I think and stuff Disney's like but, usually more on the cutting edge of newer technologies coming out versus what Universal is. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, and, and different, different ways of doing it. Yeah. So I, I still, yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was wavering there for a little bit, but I still think Disney has the edge in terms of different ride systems. And I, I mean, I think it's getting closer and closer as it goes, especially, yeah. I mean, Hagrid's closed that gap a lot. Yeah. But. Yeah, definitely. Um, and also for rides, I'm going to talk about raw size inclusivity. Um, I'm a huge guy. I'm, well, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a huge guy. I'm a big guy. Uh, I'm, I'm six, three. Um, you know, I, I don't carry my weight as good as I used to, uh, as, as good as I used to, but, uh, I'm, I'm a big guy. I'm broad shouldered. I'm tall. I have long legs. Um, so I f- don't fit very well on certain ride types. Um, you know, I'm barrel chested. Like I said, I've got long legs. Um, but I don't have, I've never had an issue getting on any Disney ride until we tried to get on Flight of Passage. Yeah, that's been the only ride you've tried to get on at Disney that you were turned away for. Yeah. And Universal, there is at least a handful. Un- yeah, well, Universal, I can't go on any of the roller coasters at the current moment. Um, even uh, You I couldn't mean, go on any of the Harry Potter rides. I couldn't go on any of the Harry Potter rides. My shoulders don't, it's not even my, it's not, not even my stomach or whatever. My shoulders don't fit in the the uh the the flight of pass and that goes you know that kind of goes with too is you know universal has more thrill rides you know so they have stricter standards on their harnesses and things like that so yeah we get it for universal but yeah yeah, disney is definitely more size inclusive so if you have more fluffy or poo-shaped people in your family um even there's a couple rides for universal that have been a tight fit for me now too so yeah Yeah, it just it just yeah disney's definitely more size inclusive um, go ahead, Chris. Uh, the topic. next two, I'm going to kind of work in tandem. So this is kind of like uh, going with the bags that you bring with you. Now, Disney makes it a little easier for you to take your bag with you on the rides. They usually have pockets that's on the sides that you can put them with. Um, 
So it's real easy to kind of just, especially we take like a lounge fly bag with us, just a small backpack. It's super easy to just, you know, kind of take it with us, go on the ride, grab it out, we're good to go. Now Universal doesn't really have that option, but near all of their rides where you absolutely can't take a bag with you, they have free lockers um, that you can use and they go for whatever the current wait time is plus X amount of time to give you time to, you know, get back to it and things like that. Um, I think it's actually like an hour. Uh, a friend of mine, we were actually able to go on two rides and keep our, our stuff in the same locker. Now, if you choose to keep them in there longer, they will charge you a fee. And they do get super crowded, especially at Harry Potter. Like you're climbing over people essentially to try and get to it. Yeah. Um, but it is nice because it uses, you know, like a fingerprint and it'll tell you which locker it is. So you don't have to try and remember which locker it is. If you go to the wrong terminal, it'll, you know, tell you like, hey, you're across the way. Right. You know, cool. go find it. So it is really nice that they do that. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a one way or another. Now, if you got a stroller and things like or big backpacks, Disney's nah, they don't really fit too well in there. But if you're just taking a small bag with you, it's really nice for Disney just to be able to kind of have your bag with you. Yeah. Instead of waiting in line with, you know, out your drink or anything else like that. So that makes it nice. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we're gonna talk about ride queues next, and I think the scale tips uh, very hardly to Universal Studios on this one. I think they are they're much better. They're a heck of a lot more interactive. There's more stuff to do. I mean, you know, you get in line for good God. I mean, we get in line on Transformers, and I have to drag Crystal through because she's flipping all the buttons and pushing all the switches. And, yeah, no, I wanted to argue all the switches and pushing all the buttons. I wanted to argue that you know with you <laughs> that Disney's queues are more interactive because I'm thinking like Space Mountain and things like that where they you know or um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Seven Train Dwarfs, yeah. where they have the things like that. But yeah, you're right. I mean, usually most of the queues going through Universal, there's at least some kind of button or something to there's push. Something to, yeah. And I am my father's daughter. If there's a button to push, yeah, I'm gonna push it. <laughs> are pushing buttons anyway uh again yeah so i mean transformers is one example right but you've got countless others you've got the mummy you there's there's stuff to do oh men in black's got great ones too men in black is outstanding uh good lord um kong the 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 q and kong is phenomenal and when you know that one's not so interactive but it's engaging yeah, yeah, exactly. We won't spoil it for people. Um, next topic, while I'm rambling on here, we'll talk about uh, test seats. Universal definitely definitely has more test seats. They're a lot more prominent. But, of course, that's because of the style of rides they have. Right. And the fact, like, they have to have more test seats. Um, so, naturally, you know, kind of big, piggybacking off what I was talking about earlier with size inclusivity, um, Universal def- definitely has more test seats because they have to. So, that's nice. The only issue, of course, with that is, you know, you have to kick kids off it because they're playing and they don't get it. Like, the mom's like, oh, I'm sorry, is he in your way? Yes, I'm fat. I'm trying to make sure I can fit on the ride so I don't have to do the walk of shame. Thank you so much. Love you too, Bobby. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about child swap and all Spe- those kids, Chris. Speaking of kids, uh, <laughs> child swap is really easy at both parks. Um, for those of you listening who don't know what child swap is, um, this is for... They take your kids and you get a new one. That's what your dad always asked. <laughs> it would explain a lot. Um, we'll take, for instance, a friend of ours is going down next year. Um, she will have an eight, a five and a two year old. Um, you know, so if there's a ride that both her and her husband want to go on, for instance, with their five and their eight year old, well, I mean, there's a lot of rides that a two year old can't go on. 
Um, so what they have is child swap at either park. Um, you wait in line as a family just like you normally would. Once you get to loading, one parent will step aside with the kid or other riders who can't ride, or one adult, however it works, and they'll go into, um, Universal has a separate room for them, which is usually really nice. Um, and you just kind of, you know, wait there for the ride. Once they unload, then the next parent will then take the kids who just rode the ride and get to ride with them. So the kids get to ride the ride twice, which is really nice. The parents get to experience with their kids. Um, as well, but you don't have to wait in line twice to be able to do it. So it is really nice how they do the child swap to really think about those with, you know, kids that are either too young or, you know, people in their party who, for whatever reason, can't go on the ride. So that is really nice. Yeah. All right. So here's some areas and we only have four on this list of some areas that we think both parks could really improve on. And the first one really here is seating areas. To rest. I mean, yeah, you got like the quick service things, but you have to buy food to be able to get into them. Make money though. You sit on your butt and don't walk around. I mean, I can't. There's been countless (laughs) times where we've just needed a five or a ten minute break, and we've sat on the curb and, you know, whatever. The kid's screaming. He just needs a break. You know, so we've done that. So it would be nice to have a few more benches. You know, here and there. Now I get. You put benches in, people are gonna sit in them. So good luck finding them anyway. But, um. Kind of going with that is quiet areas to decompress. Yeah. Now, the one park that we have not talked about yet in any of this that does this well is Legoland. Legoland has actually been certified or been recognized for their autism um, acceptance, think, acceptance and, measures and, yeah. and measures and things that they do now. You know, I've heard that Universal has now has a quiet place in one part of their park for kids with autism and things like that. You have to, you can't reserve a time, but you may have to wait to be able to get into it. But Legoland has parts, parts throughout their park where kids can kind of go in. It helps them decompress. It helps them desensitize, you know, from everything that's going on and just take a moment. And I really wish that there were more quiet areas implemented throughout the parks instead of just in one little area in both Disney and in Universal. Usually when we really need Nolan to decompress, we'll get on the monorail and just go around or people mover or something Something. like that. But, you know, it is nice to be able just to go in a quiet room, you know, for that. Um, On-site grocery is another big thing. And I'm going to kind of put in like over-the-counter medications and first aid availability in that. Um, kind of preface where this comes from, um, when we were there in July, a friend of ours had really bad motion sickness that was starting to hit, and she was really missing out on every ride. You know, the point they were just almost going to just call it for the day, and we were pretty early in the day. We asked every single gift shop that we could in uh, Hollywood Studios, yeah, asking if they had Dramamine. Or things like that. And the answer was just no throughout it. It was maybe in the first day that was at the front of the park. You know, but we knew too, if we go to the front of the park in first aid, they're just walking out the gates. Yeah. Um, so we were able to find one, one option in our hotel gift shop. But I really wish that they would really bring in, you know, like cases of water or snacks, you know, that kind of thing, more prevalent. Things like tylenol or moleskin for you know when blisters start forming or um 
you know, the, the drama mean kind of thing, you know, just like really basic over the counter kind of things yeah. in more gift shops at both Disney and Universal, you know, to kind of keep people in the parks and to keep going and to spend more time there because they really didn't want to leave. Yeah, for sure. You know, but it was just kind of getting to that point where she wasn't sure that she could keep going. Yeah. Now, I will give it to you that there is like an on-site grocery thing at the campgrounds at Disney. And that's really nice. So I kind of wish they would bring something more like that because there's so many people that will Uber to a grocery store or something like that. Like, I just want a case of water to keep in my hotel room. Like, jump jump in an Uber and go to Target or whatever. Like, I mean, Disney would much rather keep people on the property and you know, charge a couple of dollars extra like they would for a package of Tylenol or Dramamine or like whatever. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. And I know, I know they'll charge more for the convenience and I know you can get like bottled water and things like that through the restaurants and that, but it would just kind of be nice to have kind of more bulk stuff that you can just bring back or have it delivered to your room. Disney presents Costco. Oh my God. They could call it Mouseco. (laughs) That would be a bit much. All right, so if there's any other thoughts you guys have on that, uh, please be sure. Um, Certainly, we have a blog that goes along with this at TravelWithKND.com. You can certainly add in the comments on there. We'll have a list of all of this on here, kind of our options. Hit us up on our social media, too, with, you know, what you think the parks could do better, what you think they do really well. Um, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Facebook. Facebook, uh, YouTube as well. Yep. uh, Which we will be getting more videos up there soon. Um, but yeah, so all of that is just real simple at travel with K and D and until next time, guys, I think we'll that's see it. Ya. Have a good a lot, one, everybody. y'all. Bye.